Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. And welcome to Boobays. Boobays, that's right. We're your host. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Joshua. And today we're here to talk to you about a Christmas classic. Christmas classic called Black Christmas. Black Christmas, 1974. Four. Or four. Four. Okay. Canadian slasher film produced and directed by Bob Clark and written by A. Roy Moore. It stars Olivia Hussey, Kier Dolia, Margot Hussey. Kidder, Hussey, Andrea Gia Martin. Hussey. Lynn Griffin and John Saxon. And uh, we're basically following a group of college students who are being picked off by a sadistic, unknown, unknown POV shot serial killer. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe not a serial killer. He is a... Uh, well, I think in technically to be a serial killer, you have to kill like four or more individuals. Yeah. And they have to be like spread out, I believe. This is like a spree killing or something like that because it's um, like all in one night. It's like a something killing. Yeah. Um, but it kind of was a, uh, what's the word? Who knows? He could have been killing way before that though too. It's true. It's true. Um, this kind of was a little starting movement for the slasher film and genre, um, that really inspired other movies that we got like, uh, John Carpenter's Halloween and all of the other franchises that like Nightmare and, uh, Friday. So, um, pretty cool pretty exciting stuff yeah um and it's about christmas so um you know merry christmas yeah it's the season um you get some cool shots with carolers in it and stuff yeah that i really like that was probably my favorite scene when barb died yes and, mm-hmm. and she was getting, she was stabbed, getting stabbed with the glass unicorn yeah mm-hmm. and then we we're shooting back to the carolers just singing their god awful songs there was a lot. Just kidding. Of, they were actually a really good little kid choir. They were pretty good. They got um, tipped. They did get tipped. Which um, I didn't know you. Were, we were discussing that. We I didn't know the protocol of like, do you tip? Do you not? Who do you Just give the tip is it to? For Christmas cheer. For carolers. I don't know. Do you give them baked goods? Mm. Mm. Um, I thought that the movie <clears throat> already off the bat. I'll tell you, this movie had a really like really cool transitions and like image to like sound things or like really small things they're very all very small things that i noticed 
um, like the window out the frame of her and then the dad leaving, like really smart things that really felt thought out and really cool for all the way back in 1974 and yeah. for a horror film, like a little slasher film. Yeah. Um, they did a lot of innovative things mm-hmm. and really. It, it felt smart. Like it didn't just yeah. feel like a slasher film for the sake of a slasher like or like, you know, it just felt really um effective in creating like some good suspense some like good we don't know who this is who done it because it also throws in this red herring of you thinking that peter's the murderer at yeah. a certain point or maybe it could be someone else the whole time you know? yeah mm-hmm. think peter's the murderer yeah the moment she gets that phone call and she says it says remove it like a wart or whatever because those are the like, exact same words it's peter she said to peter peter and then she Peter. Spoiler alert, kills Peter in the end. And but it's not him. No, it's not him at all. Yeah, Peter also had blue eyes, and then the eye that looked through the door at her mm-hmm. was like hazel. Yeah. It so brown. It was a brown eye. Yeah. Your brown eyes. But um wait, she killed him in the end? Mm-hmm. It was her that killed him? Yeah. In self defense? Yeah, I think so. Huh. Maybe. Did they explicitly say that and I missed that? They did say, let alone kill Peter. Ah. They were like, she wouldn't kill anyone, let alone kill Peter, so it must have been him. Who would have thought it was him the whole time? Mm. The, yeah, 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 because they were trying the to blame it on like, him. The guy was like, I had a gut feeling that it was yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I see now. Dots are connecting even more, even more for me. Okay, Um Got it. Because I was wondering, because I, you know, you hear it because it pans away and you don't see it. You just hear the screaming as yeah. it's like zooming in on the house. So I thought at that point, like the killer killer got in there as well. And you like killed both of them. Yeah. Or attempted to didn't really kill her all the way. And then, yeah. But then she. That could have been what happened. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll talk about it. Um. But yeah. Um. We Regardless, can go ahead and get Peter into dies. it. Yeah, Peter dies. Uh, spoiler alert. But um Well, we, everyone dies. <laughs> we we basically for the most part. We go in with our, you know, it's a really scenic scene, the house, it's Christmas, it's got lights up. Um, we get our title card pretty fast, Black Christmas. Um, and there's like Christmas music and we see that there's like a holiday party going on and well, not a slurry party, but like, uh, they get hang out, get together. Yeah. All the college kids are kind of hanging out before it's like the day or so before school lets out for the holidays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get a pretty long shot of the house yeah. as all the trailers run and you're getting all the information of who is starred in the film and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And some then, name developments and all yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get into the house mm-hmm. and the everyone's in there talking. Yeah. Just having a good time yeah. at the party. Mm-hmm. They're all sitting, like, there's some in the living room. We have Barb, like, making her way through the house, talking to people. Um, we have their, uh, POV shots of someone uh, then uh, like uh, looking from outside the house and approaching the house and then like it's like also like heavy mouth breathing yeah. and like very like um uh, <laughs> yeah. just like that you guys <laughs> and then they're making grunts and then climbing up like a trellis eventually and making their way up to the attic 
Um, and so, yeah, which is, it made me double think wanting to have any sort of trellis or mm, lattice mm -hmm. on the side of the you house. Can climb it, but you could also climb down it. It's a good escape route in case you ever had in intruders in your house. Yeah. So it's kind of vice versa. Regard, lock your windows, people. Yeah. Lock your doors too. Mm -hmm. Even if you live on the fourth floor, still lock them. Mm -hmm. That's where I live now, fourth floor. We live in a dangerous world. You got, wait, how many... Floors are there though? Four. Four. Oh, okay. So all the way at the top. Mm -hmm. mm. Is there roof access? I don't know. Mm. Um, we'll and so see. we have um, uh, Jess, Jess getting a phone call or answering the phone. Um, and it's like, I think one of my favorite parts. And I was like, you love this part. Yeah, because she's like, hello, pardon, who? Uh, hello, pardon. <laughs> you do it better. Who? Um, it's that. Like transatlantic, right? Old twenties accent. Yeah, I don't know. It's like flapper girl. It sounded almost like that little kid yesterday that was half British. Mm -hmm. She's um answering the phone, and there's some like mouth breather on the phone already, a Mona, and but it's not. This one goes by quick, right? Because then this she's one just I kinda, think is Barb's mom. Is it Barb's mom? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Then she passes off the phone to Bob's mom. Marm, mom, Marm. and they start talking. Marmy. This is whenever we have um, the like shot of like whoever is upstairs, upstairs, and we get kind of like a scene in the attic of like you know the, like the rocking chair. That's not the rocking chair, the uh, rocking horse thing. Oh, well, it's yeah, a the kid. Little... Yeah, rocking thing. horse. Rocking horse. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's kind of setting up like. What are these things? Maybe this is someone, something like kind of setting up a backstory, but we never even get a backstory on it, basically. You know what I mean? Because mm. I feel like it's setting up like this is this person's like old house and like now the, the sorority owns it. But like those are his items upstairs from his oh. childhood. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um. And so we have. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. And so he just kind of like escaped from the asylum and went to the place that was most familiar to him. And then just ended up having all these people in it and he just ends up killing them. Um, but yeah, um, we have the party being called over, right? Because they're like, all the guys got to go. Because I think the house mother gets there. There is arriving. <clears throat> yeah. Uh -huh. She's starting to get home and they're all men, you got to go. And we see what's her name? Clarissa? Um, I believe so. Clarice? Claire. 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 It's Claire. The Claire. one who ends up getting killed first? Yeah. Yeah, Claire. We see her kissing her boyfriend goodbye mm -hmm. and stuff and all that jazz. And... Oh, yeah, because then actually the killer, right, POV, he starts climbing down from the actual attic into the house, and he's yeah. just kind of creeping through. Yep, mm -hmm. exactly. And we kind of see that he goes into a room of sorts, mm -hmm. and... Um, they're all talking again as they get another phone call. Mm -hmm. And this time the phone call is very explicit, very vulgar, um, yeah. and much more drawn out. It's a bunch of like moaning and then again, mouth breathing and then mm -hmm. saying like, you pig cunt. Yeah. And I'm going to lick it and lick your, your pig cunt. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, you suck my fat, juicy cock or something. <laughs> Pretty gnarly. Yeah. And then I was Barb, like, Barb the whole time is then like starting to like tell him off on the phone. Yeah. Put your tongue in a light socket. Mm -hmm. Let that shock you or whatever. And so uh, after they're kind of like back and forth, 
uh, banter, he, ki- he ends it with, I'm going to kill you. And then like hangs up the phone real fast. Yeah. And then they're just kind of like, what? And then Claire is the one who's like, um, right, it's either her or Jessica, but I'm pretty sure it's Claire. Is like, I don't think you should be talking to someone who's like, you know. Yeah, um, it was Claire. Who's, you know, harassing us like that. You're going to like egg them on. And so Barb is really like. Uh, Barb is was, very brash. Br- yeah. She, she just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to pick a fight with Barb. No. I, she's scrappy. Yeah. She's very scrappy. And she looks like she would like do something dirty. She'd pick up a chair. <laughs> yeah. She'd like throw sand in your eye and then like yeah. light you on fire. I don't know. Um, but she, uh, you know, obviously after that, they're all kind of like, well, what the fuck? But it kind of blows over because they're just kind of, I mean, I guess they're college students too. So it's kind of like it could be a prank. It could be, you know. Someone just going a little too far, but that's whenever Mrs. Um, um, what's her name? The house mother gets there. I have her name here later. Miss Max arrives and she's talking to the girls. She has a pretty funny accent too. Yeah, um, she does. And she she's a funny character. I really actually enjoyed her character. Maybe she's a lush the most, <laughs> almost. Yeah, she was super. She was kind of the comedic relief for the first half of the movie. Very goofy. Uh-huh. And she um, ends up, you know, talking to all the girls. They're, um, I guess, getting ready for the, to end the night, right? To turn the night over. Um, and that's whenever we have Claire in her bedroom. And she's, like, packing because she's getting ready because her father's going to pick her up the next day so, like, she can leave for the holidays. And, um she ends up hearing something in the closet. We already can tell that and know from POV that the murderer is in the closet. And then it doesn't take long, but she ends up getting snatched by like a one of the, with the dry cleaning bag. Yeah, yeah, a little garment bag. A garment bag. And then like suffocated with it, you know. And it was so creepy because there's all the while there's this cat named Claude, right? Mm-hmm. That's inside the house and yeah. she picks him up whenever she gets into a room and stuff at first. And so, you know, there's a cat and this individual was in the door, in the door frame, like making cat noises. Yeah. Like mewing and meow. Like he knew. Yeah. There's an intruder there. Yeah. And, um, well, no, like the, I think the intruder I think the murderer was, was making, making the cat, the cat noises. noises. Oh. Yeah. To uh, lure her into the closet. Gotcha. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I think creepy. Claude didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Claude okay. was just like, mm-hmm. Because hmm. later business. on, he's like about eats Claire's dead body. And he's upstairs. He's all stuff. licking her and stuff. Yeah. Cats need to eat too. Yeah. It's a delicacy. Human flesh. Oh. It is. <laughs> Controversial um, statement. My bad. JK, Go back I've never, to fresh. I've never tasted. Oh yeah, that's a shout out to our fresh episode. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Um, but yeah, so it, it's just so creepy the mm-hmm. fact that he's sitting there making these sounds and stuff to lure her into the closet, and it's just like that's how it would kill you. It makes my skin, yeah, because you love. Cats. I'd be like, oh, and you'd be like, oh, kitty. But Where? I know Suki and Yams's meows, so like. Yeah. I but, can tell them apart. But like, if we were in an alley, if you were walking past an alley, oh yeah, and, and like, a little cat I meow. Was like, meow, I would go towards meow, it. Meow, 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 meow. Exactly meow, like meow, that. Meow. You would be serenaded. I would be like, <laughs> "Wow, this cat can sing." <laughs> <laughs> Let me go pet it. Um, and so we have um her right getting axed. She's getting murdered. She is out of the picture dunzo and then i believe that's uh we have him taking her upstairs we don't necessarily we don't like see it but like you see like you know like 
the camera angles and then like the little thing on the attic door closing as he gets up there. Yeah. Um, and then we see Miss Max and going into the library thing, just like getting her hooch out of the book. Yeah. Um, She's which, got liquor stashed all everywhere. throughout the house. In the most random places. Yeah. Well, I well, feel like. Thought, thought, thought out places. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I feel like it's the typical places where you would hide alcohol. Mm. Like, but some a restroom, a li- uh, library, uh, yeah, because people study, hide stuff study. in books all the time. <clears throat> yeah, and then I've seen other things where people hide liquor in the toilet tank. I see. I had that was my first time seeing that. It's gross. Yeah, I was Even about to it's say like fresh water, up, and it's closed up. But like, yeah. also, that's weird. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Wouldn't do it. Um, and so we have. Also, what if the toilet breaks? You've been found out. And uh, nobody opens that up. Look, I get like no, like stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And so we have uh, Justin, uh, not Justin, Jess, Jessica. I'm assuming it's short for Jessica, right? Probably. Because they all just call her Jess. But Jessica calls her boyfriend and she wants to talk to him the following day. So they're setting up plans because it's, you know, something important. And he she just won't tell him, like, right now. She She's like, no, I want to wait till we talk about it in person. Yeah. Um, because it's a really important thing. And he's kind of an asshole the whole time. Oh, yeah. Because like, he's like, I've got this, you know, because he's he's uh, like a piano. Pianist. Uh, pianist. Um, but, like, what's the what am I looking for? Like, he's studying to be, like, this great piano person thing. And he's got this big old, like, showcase coming up or whatever right that's what it was yeah mm-hmm. yeah he like had a big he's... jury coming up yeah. where he had to like play big for recital yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and um but he the whole time is like i've been studying for three days like i don't have time to play your games and <laughs> it's like dude she just wants to talk in person that's it yeah like just calm down mm-hmm. i don't know because then later on he makes some other remarks where i'm like that's really not chill Oh yeah, no. Yeah, he's he's very much an asshole, and so we have then um, after all of that, the house mother. I think that's whenever we see her, Miss Max getting the the bottle from the toilet, mm. and then she ends up or someone. And she's like brushing her teeth with it. Like, yeah, it's so gross. Wake up in the morning yeah. with a bottle of or wait, brush my. I don't even remember. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, wake up in the morning feeling like pee diddy, right? Brush my teeth. I'm at the door. I'm, I'm going to hit the city. Brush my teeth and grab something with Some- a bottle of Jack. Jack. There we go. Oh. <laughs> and when I leave in the morning, I'm not coming back. I'm talking. Pedicure on my toes. toes. Uh, okay. Anyways, we have. Kesha. Mm-hmm. Shout out. R.I.P. Um, and so we have um, the girl, not her, not Kesha. R.I.P. to the dead girl because someone, it's either Jess or the house, I think it's Jess or Barb. Is it Jill? Phil? I mean, someone goes to check up on Claire, but she's not answering at the door, like when they go to knock at the door. Um, and so then it goes. I think it was Jess. Right? Mm-hmm. Because Jess has been like worried about her the whole time mm-hmm. because she got onto Barb whenever Barb was talking low key smack mm-hmm. <laughs> to her. Oh, yeah. So. I think it. I think it was Jess, if I remember correctly. Because Claire gives very like, um, like in her tone and how she was talking earlier, she kind of gave like sheltered girl or like mm-hmm. you know innocent girl that like doesn't really 
know better um yeah kind of ignorant um and barb even made comments towards that like yeah. calling her uh, like the ultimate virgin or mm-hmm. something yeah and stuff like that so you kind of get a feel for like a mean girl yeah that she's the not that like claire is like innocent or anything but that she's just kind of like yeah maybe the most proper of the bunch mm-hmm I wrote that she was prude. I wrote, yes, oh, you the, did. the prude girl died. <laughs> Sorry. That was a bit rude. My bad. Um, and so um, that's whenever we have um, a shot of her in the rocking chair and she's dead. She's in a bag. And she, it's the like iconic scene. They use it for like, I think the title and like for uh, a poster and stuff. Yeah. Um, but you can yeah. see that she's, she's like the... suffocated on mm-hmm. a plastic bag and her mouth is all like agape and, you know, the plastic's like sunken into her mouth and stuff because she was trying to breathe in. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty graphic. Yeah. Pretty Little graphic. scene that you get to see, especially for the 70s, I feel like. And then we just have like... um a christmas song playing over and then it's the next day and we like get a shot of church bells going over like a uh, a church and now a word from our sponsors So we have an old man getting hit by some snowballs yeah, in the face, which I thought was pretty mean. Poor, I was like, those fucking kids. Yeah, that was a pretty asshole thing to do. I think regardless of anything, like anybody, <clears throat> just don't hit them in the face. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe he wasn't aiming for the face, but this man just got- Punted him right, right in the glasses, Boom. knocked his glasses off. Yeah. Oh, and snow, like snow hurts. When it hits you? I don't think I've ever been hit by a snowball. Oh. I've never been in that situation. I mean, it's really cold mm-hmm. for starters, I mean, right. so ice, that's not pleasant. ice. Yeah. Basically an ice ball. Yeah. 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 I feel like it like, could not cut you, kill. but yeah, could kill you. Death I, by snowball. Who started that? Who was like, snowball fight. Boom. Like, I wonder the origins. Caveman. Oh, you think so? Mm. Probably. I mean, Sid. it makes sense. Sid from Ice Age? Yeah. Oh, shout out to Sid. Oh, who was your favorite? Is Sid your favorite character from Ice Age? Uh, I kind of like Manny. Robert says that I have scrat energy. Yeah. What? I can You're see You're going fast with that. <laughs> Just like, ah. I'm always chasing an acorn and you are. never succeeding. This close, though. Um... My favorite is um, actually, if we're talking about Ice Age, I really like Manny. 
Manny's super dope. Yeah. I feel like Manny gets like over, like everybody either likes Diego because he's like, you know, the cool badass Sabertooth Tiger. Sid's like really funny. And I like, and everybody's like, Manny's always really like, you know, grumpy or frustrated. But if he's just like Eeyore. Right. But he's like the heart. He's like the heart of the group. And he really is the one that always like cares the most at the end and like protects and keeps the family together. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, Manny's my favorite. He, yeah, I get Manny. I f- I feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, we are not talking about Ice Age. <laughs> um, we are talking about murder because Mister Man, who is uh Her- Mister Harrison Claire's dad, is looking for his murdered daughter. Um, and he's asking around. He ends up popping. Is that Peter that he's talking to, or is it someone who looks like Peter? It might be just some um, frat guy who looks like Peter, but he's like, hey, you know, my my daughter didn't meet me. Oh, yeah. It's not Peter. It's someone else. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, and he's like, oh, well, she's actually a part of this sorority, but so she might be at that house. And so he's like directs him to go over there. And then he ends up going. He ends up meeting with uh, Mrs. Max and they're talking and she's like trying to hide all the, all obscene. the obscene like posters and stuff that they have in the house um, yeah. because he obviously is more uh, conservative. And he ends up like, like mentioning like I didn't send my daughter uh-huh. here to drink and meet boys. Yeah, because she has a picture of her boyfriend mm-hmm. on her nightside bedside table. Yeah, and so he like questions that and stuff like that for sure. And so we have then Mrs. Max mentioning that oh well she might be over at her uh boyfriend's place which is the fraternity house so she's like I know exactly where it's at I need to go to the store anyways if you give me a lift I'll show you where it's at so they end up leaving he ends up seeing like stuff that she was trying to hide anyways and um at that point she ends up getting ready she's trying to grab her bag but she ends up hearing um the cat mr what was his name claude mr claude and she's like calling out for him and now she's going to the staircase on the staircase is it that she broke the banister or that like she her broke bag a hill just was her... opened up and fe- everything fell yeah okay got it um, and then she blames it on claude yeah she's like claude look what you made me do and i was like bitch that was your own fault and then mr Don't blame the cat. harrison comes up and is just like and she's just like yeah, because she yells something of along the lines yeah. of like you, Claude, you, goddamn it, prick, or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, goddamn prick. Yeah, and then he's just like, well, okay, and then she's just kind of like, she says like, uh, thank you, Mister. I don't even remember, but she like dismisses him in a yeah, way. Yeah, and then, and then, flips then he him leaves. Off yeah, and he's, he's leaving. He leaves, and then we have that shot of him leaving, but like his daughter in the shot of the frame as. It's looking at the window of him leaving, yeah. which I thought was pretty cool. Which I did just wonder the whole time how no one saw her in the window. That's true. She was just right there. Yeah. <clears throat> and I feel like. Honestly, people weren't looking hard enough for Claire. Yeah. Because she was in the attic. I mean. Search the whole house. Yeah. I don't know. What if she fell up there and got hurt or something? Fell up there. Fell up there. Fell up the stairs. What if gravity no, stopped was... working? Up, up in the attic, and, and then fell an in accident there. happened. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but like things like that could happen. Like I would check the whole house before going to the police. I think that because of the time, maybe like they were just not thinking of like she was murdered immediately. I guess. Yeah, maybe she just ran away. I don't know. 
I guess a lot of people ran away back in that time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have um, Jess meeting up with Peter, and they're talking about the abortion. And Peter wants the baby, but Jess does not. And she's basically telling him, like, all of this and how she doesn't want the child. And he's basically, you know, saying like, you're, you're crazy. Like, why would you do that? You can't do that. Think about me. What about what I want? And she's just like, well, I don't want it. It's my body. And I have all these plans. My body, my choice. Yeah. He's he's, like, don't you ever think about anyone but yourself? Yeah. And it's like, he's being really selfish. Like she's thinking about, all of the aspects. She's yeah. obviously put some thought into this. People don't just wake up willy nilly and go, Ooh, let me get that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I'll take the number three. Um, yeah. And so she is, you know, kind of letting all this out, talking to him about it. And then that's whenever she ends up walking out because they are not coming to an agreement or like consensus of the situation. Um, and then that's whenever she is getting back home and she answers a phone call and, um, I love how like the moaners on the phone and she's just like, oh, hell not again. Yeah. <laughs> and he's what saying all this mumbo jumbo crap. Billy and, and Agnes, yeah, I think is the first time maybe that we get those names mentioned. Yeah. Um, multiple voices. And then she ends up saying like, you have the wrong number and trying to dismiss him and hangs up on him. And then that's whenever we have um, Barb. And Phil with Mr. Harrison, and they're talking to the cop guy, and they're getting dismissed by him, I believe, and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they're talking about the phone call and all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, And they're trying to figure out exactly what happened to Claire. mm -hmm. And the dad is super worried. He's already trying to report her missing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the Nash, I believe, was his name, was Mm -hmm. the cop cop. guy. And he basically was just saying things along the lines of, you know, normally when girls go missing, they're shacked up in in a cabin with their boyfriend and they just didn't tell anyone. So he's not taking them seriously. Yeah. And, um, He's being a dick. Yeah. And then Barb keeps like kind of sassing him. Mm-hmm. And because Barb is that girl. Yeah. And he just keeps kind of dismissing her and like, well, he tells her to shut up mm-hmm. like face to face. Yeah. And then she pulls a little funny tricks on him mm-hmm. by whenever he asks for the number of the sorority house, she says fellatio. 2808 or something like that but mainly fellatio and then like spells it out for him and he's never heard of it and she's like it's a new type of exchange Mm -hmm. which i mean she's not wrong she's not lying it is but she yeah yeah she's duping the man and he like is none the wiser and writes it down and so that's whenever she's kind of having like a little inside joke to herself laughing and then we have it cutting back to Jessica asking uh, Peter if he's seen Claire because he at one point had is he, because he called her or she called him right or something like that I don't remember but at some point she's asking him if she, if, she, if he had seen Claire and he's like no I haven't seen her whatever whatever um, because then it I cuts... think she asked Claire's boyfriend oh that's what it is at the hockey game yeah yes at the hockey practice or whatever yeah yeah so she goes up to him 
I feel like his name is Chris or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and she goes up to him and asks him, like, hey, have you seen Claire? Because they said that, you know, normally she's off shacked up in a yeah. like room with her boyfriend. But obviously you're here. So. And she's mm-hmm. not here. So what's going on? And that's when he's like, okay, no. God damn it. Like, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. And he goes to the police station and stuff, too, afterwards. and is like i guess he's brothers with one of the cops or something mm-hmm. because know. they mentioned something about like your brother Got and it. um he comes in real hot yelling at nash and stuff like that too but <clears throat> and then he kind of forces him to get to the bottom of it and mm-hmm. take it more seriously instead of just being brushed off yeah and then that's whenever i think we have it cutting to um is it peter's showcase this yeah piano thing his little recital. Recital. Mm. And uh, he's doing his... And also, I thought it sounded bad. Yeah, <laughs> it, it didn't sound kinda, very good. I think he was messing up. Right? Okay, yeah. for sure. Because of, I guess, all the stress of what was going on. Or also because he was kind of deciding that he wanted to have the baby and that like none of this mattered anymore. And I guess maybe he was throwing it on purpose or just yeah. didn't care. Um, And so then we have... Um, after the piano testy thing going on, we have a lady coming to the police station because she's reporting that her daughter was missing. Yeah. Um, her 13 year old daughter or something, right? Yeah. 13 year old. And she, you know, was supposed to come home after school Mm -hmm. around noon to help buy a Christmas (laughs) present for her father and stuff. And they were like, you don't think it's at all like normal that she would be a few hours late and she was like no yeah like my daughter wouldn't be late as well yeah i don't know she walks through this park every day and no my daughter Mm -hmm. would be here on time kind of thing and so we have all of that going on so at the same time we're cutting back to i believe we're at the house again and mr harrison is there with a few of the girls they're having like a dinner i think of sorts yeah barb and phil and Miss Max. And Mr. Harrison. And Barb is like getting drunk and she's just saying like really insensitive things at the moment, especially while the dad is really like, you know, worried about his daughter. And Barb is just like saying things like, did you know there's a species of turtles that can have sex for three days straight? Mm -hmm. And just not the time or place. Not dinner talk. Yeah, and she's obviously especially saying, with an older man that you're not familiar with. Well, and also she's saying it deliberately to get a ruse or to get like a row. Uh, yeah, out of out of the the guy who she knows that like it would either make them uncomfortable or I don't know. But she's just that girl. She's the I T G I R L. She's the it girl. Oh. Um, and so uh, she ends up getting escorted out by Phil because she's like, you're you're drunk. You need to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, which she does. Because she starts also saying like, you all think it was my fault mm-hmm. because the, you know, she had kind of told Claire off right before Claire went missing. That's true. And so they're, she's like, y'all are all insinuating it. And, and they're like, no, we're not. <laughs> no. Yeah. And Phil's just like, Barb, you are drunk. Mm-hmm. Go to bed. Um, and she just keeps going on and on about how no one, like people should just need to come out and say what it is instead of just milling around the subject. Yeah. And um, Barb eventually does get upstairs and goes to lay down 
which she desperately needs. Yeah. She needs that and a Tylenol and some water. And lots of water. We got to, um, excuse me, Peter destroying the piano. Yeah, a very odd scene. Mm-hmm. Just whack, 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 bum, bum. Pianos are so expensive. He's had enough. And also, this, I, I doubt this was his personal piano. It yeah, like I it don't think it to was. The facility, so, yeah. like, why are you breaking the piano? Yeah. Gonna come out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. They well, all seem like a bunch of rich, rich kids, anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He dies, anyways, so yeah, who true. knows what they do. Um, but. That's whenever we cut back to um, them back at the house and they're going to go look for Claire or the... Uh, no, sorry. They're going to go help look for the search party with Jan- for Janice. And that's whenever Miss Mac tells... And also Claire. They're looking for both of them. And that's whenever Miss Mac tells Jess, like, I might not be here when you come back because I'm supposed to be go seeing my sister or something like that. Yeah. Um. So that kind of already sets up... That she, like, won't be there whenever she gets really back. Which is really unfortunate because, like... Jane's no one then thinks to look for her because she was fucking murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even though, like, I'm wondering if the killer, because her shoe falls off in the struggle, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if the killer like climbed down, got her shoe, mm-hmm. or what? Oh. Mm. Because it falls off down the little steps, um, the ladder to get up in the attic. Yep. Hmm. I mean, I don't think he would have. Yeah, so then I'm wondering why no one questioned a random shoe in the hallway beneath the attic. Well, they also haven't checked or thought about checking that. Like, I don't... Yeah, these people aren't being really good investigators. Yeah. And so we have um, her, you know, up getting ready to leave. She's packing, but she hears Claude, and that's when she hears him upstairs, and she thinks it's coming from the attic. So she goes up to the attic, and that's whenever she unfortunately sees Claire's body... She then gets a good view of the crazy pe- killer person, and then she gets killed with what are those things called, Caitlin? A giant hook. A giant hook. Yes. And, and Captain Hook, and it mm-hmm. comes and it just comes right under her little chin and goes into her head. Yep. Kills her right dead. She's done for. Um, and we then get like a cuts of um. Peter, I think at some point knocking at the door and then like this dude or the, I don't know, it could be a, a woman. Um, they, them, the POV of them having like kind of like a meltdown in the attic situation where they're just like making noises and then like yeah. tossing they're stuff around and like shaking ah. things and just, yeah, having a, having a moment, <laughs> like, a yeah. very making a dramatic scene. Yeah. And then um, we have. It cuts you also like Jess and a few of the other students who were searching like by a can of fire, like getting warmed up. And then we have, um, uh, I guess, people who were in the search group then calling out to everybody because dun, dun, dun. Unfortunately, we have some body that pops up and it happens to be the 13 year old girl's dead body. Yep. They find Janice and she's. She's dead, and mm-hmm. the mom is hysterical. <laughs> she, she's dead. She's dead. She's dead. She's unalive. Um, I like how whenever the mom like like is about to like let out this big old scream, it cuts away from it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then that's whenever we do have um, Jessica back at the house because she's always just apparently getting back to the house, and just when she gets to the house, she gets another phone call. 
Um, and at this point, that's whenever she... I wonder if the killer like ever calls, not knowing that no one's home. So it's just like... And then it's just like waiting <laughs> and then has to be like, oh. oh, I guess I'll try again later. Try again in 15 minutes. He was all ready to be like... <laughs> Literally. He had and it then, wound up. Yeah. And then just had to be like, never mind. <laughs> I don't know, because it's also just like really unfortunate that and also like how how he's calling if they have the same number how is he calling is it just like uh i don't know how that's working honestly as well too because how is he calling the same number yeah you know what i mean i think they're different lines but they have the same address same so different telephone numbers but have the same address yeah i think so okay because whenever yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because when they f- they patch them through later and they're like, they figure out, they're like, oh, it's the same address. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, he ends up calling and talking to Jess. And then Jess is like, no, no more of this bullshit. And hangs up and then tries to call the cops. And then the cops, and then she's trying to tell them. But then at the same time, it's whenever like, or it happens either, happens with, yeah, Peter's in the house. Because he had shown up, I guess, right after, during when Miss Mac was getting killed. Um, and it was just waiting for her to get home. Yeah. And then because she, she was out looking for Janice mm-hmm. and he was like, you're late and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But he the way he comes down, the way they frame that shot really definitely oh, yeah. makes Sets you him up. believe that it's him because all of a sudden you just see his feet coming down the stairs. And so you think it's the killer. Mm-hmm. And then it's really framing it like coming up behind her. And mm-hmm. then. All of a sudden, it pants his face, and you're like, oh, yeah. it's just Peter kind of thing. But they really I, lead you to believe that it is. But I guess him. it also gives it away that it's not him, because the only ever time we ever have killer shots is whenever they're POV, right? Yeah. So it would But ha- they could have just been l- leading us to believe that it's not him kind of thing. It's and both. Then, they're leading us to believe that it is him and that it is not him at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Trying to pull one over on you. And then we have... Being like, the killer was right in front of you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. It was Jess. And so then we have um, her getting dismissed by the cops, but then also now talking to Peter. And then Peter's like, I want... She tells him about the dead girl in the park. And he's like, oh, that's terrible. But how about we talk about our baby that you want to kill? And then she's like, I thought we were done talking about this. And he's like, no you're a terrible person and I want this baby. And she's like, I'm not going to give up all my plans. She's like, you had all these plans and like, now you just want to change them because of this. Like we can't do that. Yeah. Cause he's talking about how he wants to leave the conservatory mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to pursue music anymore. And mm-hmm. uh, basically he just wants to get married and have a life now with her Jess mm-hmm. and, She's like, just because you decided to throw your life away doesn't mean I want to Yeah, for a kid. Mm-hmm. She, like at one point, I don't know if it's now or later, but she says like, I don't want to marry you. I'm going to murder your baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what she says. <laughs> I don't want to marry you. I'm going to murder your baby. Yeah. Um, But yeah, she just like is out with it. Yeah. Maybe she was also like done with this relationship as well, but then just happened to unfortunately get fucking pregnant. Yep. And yeah. She was already wanting to leave. I don't know. That's what it gave yeah. to be. And so maybe she was just waiting for the holidays to break up because sometimes you do maybe that. Maybe she just wanted a Christmas present um, and then she true. was going to 
leave him. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. That was good. Right? I thought that was pretty good. That was. Some rasp. Janice Joplin Adina rasp. Menzel. <laughs> Adina Menzel. Adina Menzel? Yeah. Yeah. Is I that her name? Adina Menzel? Yeah. The lady okay, yeah. who from the, the Broadway, the, the, the yeah. wicked lady. Yeah, who that's her. Also sings. Adarina. Elsa. Adina. Adinza. Adinadana. Um, and so then we have um the main detective guy who is at the the only person who is kind of a real good investigator now coming onto the case. And he is talking to Nash and he's like, So wait a minute, y'all are having and receiving some prank comb falls from this house the same house from a girl who is missing while we also have this other girl who was murdered maybe it's all connected yeah. are y'all looking into it and nash is like no and he's like well maybe you should mm-hmm. um and so then we have all that going on and then we have then um that i don't remember that investigator's name do you remember his name i don't because i didn't put it in my notes but he ends up like trying to get them like the, the phone number and more info on like what had happened earlier and then of course that's when we get like the you know call back to the fellatio stuff because then they're making fun of nash because they're like oh the main guy is like man you couldn't even pick your nose if there was like instructions made for you or yeah. something like that um because Officer Nash is not the most competent person. No. No. He's a little dull. And, and even like as they're laughing and then finally like five minutes later, he's like, oh, it's something dirty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then we get a really cool transition and uh, it cuts to then I believe uh, Peter and Jessica and they're still having this talk about the baby. And then I love how whenever they're talk- like ending it, he's like, you're going to be very sorry. Um, for wanting to kill this child. Like, yeah. And so it also sets up like, oh, okay, killer. What are you about to do? Yeah, because, well, he's losing his shit too and yeah. he like breaks an ornament on the Christmas tree and he's like, you bitch. <laughs> and stuff. And yeah. he's just like going ham at her. And I was like, dude, chill the fuck out. Like, come on. I know it's a serious topic, a heavy topic. It's pretty heavy, but but like there's also no need to help. be calling names and breaking, breaking shit. Stuff. Yeah, um, and especially to someone who's pregnant. Yeah, she yeah. got a lot going on already. It's a lot of again. She didn't make this decision with. She didn't just wake up and willy nilly make this decision. She yeah. put a lot of thought and effort into it. Yeah. And so she ends up uh, going to the station and meeting with the police. Um, uh, or no, sorry, she doesn't go to the station. But they come to her and they end up talking to her and they want to get, per- they're, they're like one investigating the, and searching the premises of the house, everything but the fucking attic. Um, and they're asking her permission to tap the phone so that way the phone company can see where the calls are coming from and yeah. they can trace it. Um, and so um, we have then... Bloop, 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 bloop. Peter, Peter, Peter watching the police leave because he's just kind of lurking in the shadows, which is a little weird because that's also setting him up as like somebody who's nefarious. Yeah. Someone who might be a murderer. It was a really sketchy scene again. And whenever I saw it the first time, I was like, it's Peter. Oh, yeah. And then we also got that like when they were going through the house and then the even the other phone got brought up at that point, the other line and the, the, the officer was just like dismissing it already like oh, it's okay now we'll just do this one it's fine you're not receiving calls from the on the other one because nobody i guess would think that the call is coming from inside the fucking house yeah yeah we haven't seen that movie yet 
Exactly. I don't think it was a minute. This was the first time. But wait, because when a stranger calls is after this one, I believe. I'll look it up after, but they kind of just robbed the whole premise of this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and made it just, not Christmas. Just made it a babysitter, yeah. But we have um, Mr. Uh, Glasses Girl, who Phil. is named Phil. Um, she is trying to go to bed, but this is whenever they end up getting another phone call. Yeah, 1979. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally Totally jacked the style for this one. And uh, we get another phone call, but it is not, um, I don't believe that it is. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't stay. What's it doesn't last long enough for them to trace it. Yeah, there we go. it's um, too short of a phone call. And it's just very, she aggravates him kind of quickly. Mm-hmm. And to put the point where he hangs up way long before they can actually trace yeah. what's going on. And then that's whenever we have like another shot of Claire in the rocking chair. And then we have Jess going to Barb's bedroom because she's waking up screaming and having a nightmare. Um, Slash an asthma attack. Yeah. Mm Kind of thing. Triggering her asthma. She needs uh, an inhaler. inhaler. Um, And that's whenever we have like a a ring at the doorbell and um, Jess has to go down because there's the carolers outside and they're going to sing her little ditty little tune and then at the same time we have the killer the pov now he's like making a move and he ends up like going through this like cabinet of things and pulling out the unicorn and then goes to barb and ends up um stabbing her at the same time that the carolers are like climaxing yeah yeah they're with their song (laughs) um and then um it's pretty funny because it's like this really not funny it's pretty gnarly because he's like using that glass unicorn which is also where do you get a glass unicorn like that but like had like used the horn of it to just like really just stab her multiple times yeah and all the while he's saying stuff like agnes and billy and like mother and father can't know what we did yeah kind of thing um but yeah ends up stabbing barb and this was i think my favorite scene of the whole film it was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked the transition, the harsh cuts back and forth from the carolers and everything just as he's killing her. I thought it was cool. And it doesn't show you much. No. It doesn't show you much at all. You're just getting more shots of like the murder weapon and like the movement. With blood on it. And uh, the carolers who are really kind but of. no actual mm-hmm. like stabbing being seen. You see her face a couple times where she's screaming, but that's really it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then. You're not like seeing the unicorn like puncture her body. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to, <clears throat> excuse me, a Jess outside with the carolers and she like gives them a little tip and she's talking to this lady who was, you know, coming behind the carolers who's kind of giving the tea a little bit, but then the phone rings and Jess is like kind of letting it ring. And then the lady's like, aren't you going to go get that? And so she does. And they're able to start tracing it. Um, at the same time though, there's lots of voices. Um, the cops are like listening in and this is whenever, uh, the person, the killer ends up repeating what she said earlier just like having a wart removed and she's like oh my god and then the cops are like what and then that's whenever i think he even asked her the cop guy is like hey who was that dude that left earlier he looks like really upset did y'all have any beef and she was like oh that was my boyfriend peter and he was just kind of like oh okay this person may be adventurous like you know we're gonna take a look into that because whenever she said oh my god on the phone he was like then 
did you recognize something? Like, yeah. was there something that was said that triggered you, basically? Mm-hmm. And she was like, no. Trying to protect Peter at this Fucking point. Fucking liar. Yeah. Fucking liar. Fucking. Fucking liar. She's lying, brav. Brav, in it. In it. Um, and so then that's whenever we have... Uh, we have the girls talking to Peter because of what the killer said, right? Is it the girls? Or no, it's just what's her face? He calls, right? He calls. Yeah. Not too long after. Yeah. And then and that's whenever so everybody's she... listening to their fucking awkward conversation of him like saying, don't kill the baby. Don't kill the baby crying and stuff like that. And she's like, come on, calm down. And the officer is listening in. And so then afterwards he confronts her about it and is like, what? is he talking about what is going on Mm -hmm. kind of thing are you pregnant and she has to be like yeah Mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah um it's a bit unfortunate on the timing of everything happening (laughs) yeah definitely and so then we have um and also phil is just there like i know her as a friend just kind of like like what yeah you're pregnant <laughs> i feel like phil already knew you think yeah i guess yeah i feel like phil helped her come to the decision that she made maybe and phil was just like the sisterhood Ooh, yikes everyone just found <laughs> out yeah and then that's whenever we have um and also i felt like there was a shadow moving at a certain point right behind phil's head behind her hair yeah and, i feel like i remember seeing that as well and then um the cops are trying to figure stuff out, but they're still even a little perplexed at the moment. They don't really have like really strong leads. Um, and then that's whenever we have like these search party. It's, a, it's I don't even know why it's even in the movie, to be honest. Yeah, this scene was a little irrelevant. And then Phil like laughing the whole time yeah. really confused me yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. It kind of like there was a lot of suspense and tense built up moment. And oh, I can't talk. This is the the suspense was really built up and it was like kind of felt like really serious. The movie almost looks like a slug. That is weird. And you have a lot of this tension, but it gets released because then you have like these search party guys who are just like checking on them and kind of making jokes between them. Phil was laughing the whole time. Um, and you're thinking something's gonna happen, but then it's just like just kind then of they just nonsense leave. yeah and they're just gone and they're like make sure you lock your doors and windows and mm-hmm. then that's when jess is like, I'm like he's isn't already it? in the fucking house yeah and i was like that's not gonna do you much good yeah but jess is like isn't it funny that this is the only door and window in the whole house that's locked and i was like <gasps> yeah lock your goddamn doors and so then uh that's whenever phil ends up deciding to go to barb's room Right? Because she's going to go check on Barb or something like that. Yeah. And as she goes into Barb's room, she just ends up getting snatched up. Um, Or we just see like the door closed, but we can only assume that she, that the killer was still in there basically. Yeah. Because the door doesn't just like slowly close. Like it's like, like, yeah, it slams. Yeah. And then we have um, Miss Jess in the house. She's like uh, walking around doing stuff. Phil is not responding to her. And then Jess just happens to get another phone call. I kind of like the name Phil for a girl. Mm. So that's short for Phyllis, right? Yeah, I feel yeah. like, but... Philosopher's Stone. I like just Phil. Phil. Philanthropy. It's short for Phil. Oh, is that short for Phyllis? No, it's short for philanthropy. <laughs> um, but... Have you seen the thing that's like, what do you think would make a good baby name if it didn't mean what it meant? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think the word Jezebel. Mm, 
Mm-hmm. Or anorexia. Yeah. Yeah. Or bulimia. Or um. Because then you could call oh, it Jezzy for short. Jezzy. Ooh, yeah, no. Um, for a baby. Um, come. No, just kidding. <laughs> JK. Um, and so then we end up having um, the actual trace of this phone call actually being traced because it's had enough time, I guess. And that's whenever, which was also the whole time that they're trying to trace this phone call. It's really interesting and cool because you have um, like the dude at the old timey phone company thing and he's like, unplugging and finding where the the number is coming from which was really interesting like i don't i don't even understand how all that even works yeah that i had no clue so, but like, it looked really cool yeah but it did looked super difficult like mm-hmm. not an easy way to trace a, where a phone call is coming yeah. from yeah and so and also how in the world was he following it I don't know. to the different little mailbox looking mm-hmm. things i have no clue and so then we have some very insightful information He's reaching out to the lead investigator and he's saying, hey, we finally were able to get a address on where the phone call is coming from. It's at so-and-so, so-and-so. And And the lead detective is like, no, y'all fucked it up because that's where the calls are coming to. And he's like, well, no, they're coming from there as well. And so that's whenever he's like, oh, shit. And he calls, of all people, the wrong person, calls Detective Nash. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I need you to call Jess and like tell her and very specifically to go out of the house. Do not tell her that the calls are coming from in the house. And Nash was like, I got it. And he's like, don't fuck this up. And then he ends up calling Jess and he's like, Jess, I need you to do as I say and just go out the house. And also, it doesn't help that Jess is not a girl to just like do as someone says. She's going to ask a million questions. And so then he's just like, damn it, Jess, like two seconds. And he's like, the murder is in the house. You need to leave. Yeah, he had zero resolve. Yeah. And just crumbled immediately. Yes. And then was like, the murder is in the house. So you have to get out of there. And she's like, I'm going to go get Barb and Phil. And he's like, no. no and he's just don't yelling get on Barb the phone. And Phil. Yeah. And then he's like, Jess. Yeah. Jess. <laughs> and just screaming. And Jess has already left the phone. Dangling yeah. off the hook. And then that's whenever we have her going into Barb's room and she sees their bodies, very a la Jamie Lee Curtis, finding her friend's bodies in Halloween. Uh-huh. Um, which, this They're nice heavily, and posed. This heavily inspired Halloween that came later by John Carpenter. And uh, we have um, his, her in the room. And then that's whenever we get the shot of um, him in the closet, right? Or behind some doors, something. Because you just see his sliver of his eye. And then she freaks yeah, the fuck out. Yeah, behind Phil's and Barb's door. Okay. Right there. Mm-hmm. And then she ends up freaking out. A and he brown ends up- eye. Uh, lunging for her and then we have like this kind of chase scene happening through the uh, house and she ends up getting all the way to the like cellar basement area um, and locking herself in there and so he's not able to get in there with her. But, he gives up remarkably quick too, yeah, mm-hmm. banging on the door. It looked like it was about to crack mm-hmm. and then he was like, never mind. Walks away. Yeah. yeah. And then we have um, Peter showing up outside and he's like yeah, calling but for her. at first you think it's uh, you think because it's he's killer. silent. Yeah, and you just see the silhouette okay. on the window, which I thought this was a really cool shot too. And the silhouette like coming up, walking up to the window, and it looks massive because it's a shadow being projected. And then yeah. you see like the hand press onto the window and stuff, and it moves from window to window all the way around 
until it gets to and she realizes that it's getting to the door. And that's whenever Peter starts calling out for Jess and is saying like, Jess, Jess, is that you? Like, are you in there? Are you okay? Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. And she's obviously and rightfully apprehensive and is not wanting to open the door for him. Mm -hmm. And he just kicks the class in. Which also makes him look even more suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I was like, oh shit, it is Peter. Mm -hmm. And because then I was like, oh shit, he's just been playing the nice guy this whole time. Yeah. And he actually is the murderer. And so then he came in and he was still looking hella suspicious and is like, hey, Jess, what are you doing over there? It's me. Hey, baby girl. Yeah. And then he gets closer to her and then we pan out to the outside of the house and we hear screaming, but we don't know. We don't actually see what's happening to them in that moment. Yeah. And so then it's when the cops show up. And they're like honing in onto the house. And then that's whenever we um, have a shot of it opening up on uh, Peter. And he's like got a bloodied face. And he's in Jess's Jess's lap. lap. And the cops are coming in into the basement. Jess looks like she's also dead. Yeah, Um, I thought she was dead at first. uh, I was like, oh, damn, they're both dead. And then... Then they call her name and she starts coming to a little bit. And I was like, oh, okay. And this is where we get the conversation with like the lead inspector and stuff. And uh, I believe Chris, the Mm -hmm. boyfriend of Claire, Mm -hmm. who is like, Jess wouldn't kill anyone, let alone Peter kind of thing. Unless, and then that's when the inspector guy was like, I had a gut feeling Mm -hmm. it was him. Like she killed him in self-defense kind of thing. Yeah. But she ends up being like on um, on bed rest, I guess, because of everything that's happened so far. Um, and it, that it just ends with like a pan out from yeah, she's um, like in shock or uh, drugged up or yeah. something. The I'll, dad goes coma, into shock, Mister Harrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes into shock as well. Yeah, um, and then we have a panning like through the house. Um, type of shot and then we go back towards the attic we have an ending shot of like Claire in the window as it's coming out and then it's kind of like a frame of like when we first started in the beginning of the film and we get a telephone ringing as the credits start to roll up yep and that is and they never found Claire or yeah. Mrs. Max's body they're just which... rotting and stinking upstairs yeah yeah it's been they'll find them in a few months or in a few days yeah mm-hmm. definitely <clears throat> Um, Along with the killer, who still happens happens to be happens there. to be up there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because we can hear him muttering stuff about Billy and Agnes, mm-hmm. yet again as it starts panning out from the attic window and stuff like that. There really was a missed opportunity for a week later, um, like a sequel to come out a year later, but it being like in the time frame just a week later and it'd be like a new year's themed movie oh yeah mm-hmm. that'd be fun mm-hmm. i'd watch it yeah it would be just like a continuation um but that is our black christmas um little shindig mabob and i guess if i were to give this a boo rating i would rate this a solid 
3.8. It is almost close to a 4. I really thought that it had some really cool and, um, I guess since it's 1974, really inspiring transitions and shots and framing because this came before a lot of movies that I guess we see nowadays. So maybe a lot of directors that I didn't know had seen this before I took reference or paid homage to that. Um, there is a pretty good story. Um, there's like a aspect of mystery to it because throughout the whole film, you never know who it is. And even though I'm kind of at times, I'm not a big fan of like not having any resolution mm. in terms of like the not knowing because it's like, ah, who was it? And then also, if it wasn't anybody that we did see on camera, like now I want to know this this killer story like who is this well it's, yeah. why are they doing this where are they from they're Need almost a like a character sequel. they're almost like a character who's not a character you know what i mean because there's it's just so ominous it's just so there's nothing there to work off of um but i really thought all the actresses did pretty good just i thought her accent was just like the whole entire time it was entertaining me yeah just her accent alone and the way she said things she was a pretty good actress too Ooh. she really carried i felt like her weight in the film. Yeah, that scene where she's lead. screaming for Phil and Barb to answer oh, her. Yeah. Oh, God, Phil, Barb, please answer me. Please answer me. Like, her voice sounds like a 60-year-old, like, husky woman's voice. Like, smoked, like, 50 packs, like, owns a mansion, coming from this, like, young lady's yeah. mouth. I, I don't know. Um, and so she ends up um, being a pretty good final girl. Um and it's the red herring, um, the little small pieces and bits and pieces of comedy we got from like Barb's character, and then like the interactions with like the cop. It made it feel a little bit more like real life and like keeping it grounded, um, especially with like the cop's reaction at first to what was going on. Oh, oh, and how could I forget Miss Max? She was a pretty funny character. Yeah. Until she had to die. Um, she died pretty quick. But yeah, overall, it's a good, I would recommend this for anybody who's a good horror fan. And then it's like Christmas time. So it's kind of like. Good holiday movie, movie to watch. Yeah. 3.8. Uh, do you have any fun facts? I do. Yeah. Fun fact me. Do, 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 do. Um. Let's see. Reportedly, writer Roy Moore took inspiration for the story from an actual series of murder that took place in Montreal, Quebec, around the Christmas season, along with the urban legend, the babysitter and the man upstairs. So that's kind of fun. Hmm. So took some real life. Inspo. Inspo. That's yeah. a word. I was going to say admiration. <laughs> kind of. Kind of, but yeah, no, not really. No. <laughs> um. NBC scheduled this film for its primetime network debut on January 28, 1978, under the title Stranger in the House. On January 15, 1978, two female students at Florida State University were murdered, murdered, murdered by an assailant who broke into the sorority house where they lived. Three other young women in the immediate vicinity were attacked and assaulted. NBC received numerous pleas from locals to pull the movie from broadcast in light of the crimes, and after first stating that it they would offer the local affiliates an alternative movie to broadcast. They decided to just pull the plug on the movie altogether. Instead, the first Doc Savage, Man of Bronze, was shown. NBC instead ran Stranger in the House as a late movie on May 14th, the same year. 
perpetrator of the crimes at Florida State University was later identified as serial killer Ted Bundy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, not Teddy. Not Teddy. The film is regarded as being one of the first slasher films with Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1974, um, Bay of Blood, 71, Psycho, 60, Peeping Tom, 60, preceding this film. It set the layout for films such as John Carpenter's Halloween, as you mentioned. However, director Bob Clark considered it to be more of a psychological horror film than a slasher film, hmm. which I can kind of see. Yeah. Um, according to the director, Bob Clark, the original script for the film featured murder scenes that were more graphic. Clark, however, felt that it would be more effective if the murders were toned down to kept and kept subtle on screen. Writer Roy Moore liked the idea as well. That's kind of true. Yeah. And then lastly, in 1986, Olivia Hussey met producers for the film Roxanne, 1987, uh, since they were interested in casting her for the title role, Roxanne co-star Steve Martin met her and said, oh, my God, Olivia, you're in one of my all-time favorite films, thinking it was Romeo and Juliet. That's right. She was in Romeo and Juliet. I've never I, like, I've never seen a Romeo and Juliet movie. Oh, really? You didn't have to watch it in high school? Mm-hmm. Oh, they made us watch it in high oh, school. Really? No. She was Romeo? I'm just kidding. She was <laughs> Juliet? Saying- Yes. Got it. Um, it Olivia was surprised to find out that Olivia's it was actually... the main girlie, right? Yeah. Okay. Black Christmas, and Martin claimed that he had seen it around 27 times. So Steve Martin really likes Black Christmas. He's from Waco. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> he is. Yeah, 1968, Romeo and Juliet. Got it. Black Christmas, Jesus Nazareth, Death on the Nile. She's from... Oh, she's from It. Duh. Duh. She plays the lady in It. Mm-hmm. Look at that. She does lots of good things. Um, but yeah, I think I think for me, um What are you gonna give it? Two. No. <laughs> no, I liked it. Sorry, I was mm-hmm. reading some cameos. Um I think I think I'm gonna give this one a solid three point five. No. Yes. I'm going to stick with my original gut feeling. 3.5? 3.5. I really liked it. I thought it was a great film overall. Um, and it has a lot of, like you said, experimental aspects that definitely pave the way for um, films that we see nowadays. And mm-hmm. like I can definitely see horror films taking inspiration from this film. Mm-hmm. And like my favorite scene, horror films do that quite often now. Yeah. I feel like, or at least often what, enough, what the carolers and oh, Barb, yeah, 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 going in between something that's se- seemingly innocent, um, and then flashing back to something horrific that's happening. Um, I feel like a lot of, not a lot of, but we've seen some horror films that have done something similar, yeah, nowadays. Um, so I think it did a great job of paving the way for, um, a lot of yeah the horror films that we've seen today and it's it had a good storyline it was interesting intriguing i do kind of wish we figured out who the killer was like and i thought i was like oh shit it is peter yeah. which if it would have been peter that would have been almost um, even because i was like thinking like it's too obvious there's no way yeah. there's no way it's him and then whenever he came in at the end i was like oh fuck it was peter peter this whole time yeah right and in front of our noses i kind of would have liked of that too 
I just it either or it could have been him could have been anyone else yeah. honestly would have been more satisfied if I just had someone be the killer yeah that's all had but, a name well because also because then it's like I guess Jess is gonna die anyways because it's just gonna kill her in the middle of the night yeah like, they left her unattended I expected yeah, somebody else like a, to like, walk into her room yeah like there's no maybe there's a police detail outside but there's nobody like there watching her and obviously we know the person was already in the house when like nobody even knew so like I feel like there would be extra protection why is she even in the same house at all yeah I did think that as it was ending I was like why is she not in a hospital yeah um, or something. Why is she in this house? Because it's a horror movie where people just got murdered. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it was a good middle of the road film for me. I enjoyed it. I would recommend this film to people, and I would watch it again during the holiday season. Yep. And I'm curious to see some of the many remakes that there were. Yeah. Uh, there's like five of them apparently, or I don't know. So many different remakes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was one that I know of for sure in 06 and then one as recently as like 2016 or 19. I think it was 21. 21. Okay. Yeah. So I think. There are a lot. So, uh, you know, if you know, send us your review or tell us if any of the other ones are worth watching um, because we would like to know your input. Um, but yeah. Tis the season, you guys. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas from Boo Bays to you. Um, we are in the lovely Rogue Media Network studio. As always, they take good care of us. That's and right. You can listen to our podcast and a lot of other cool podcasts on their one network uh, website, and that is RogueMediaNetwork.com. And you can listen to us and all those other podcasts as well on a slew of podcasting platforms, the biggest two being Apple and also Spotify. But wherever you do listen, don't forget to rate, review, like, and subscribe. That's right, because that is the only way we can get ahead in this world. And word of mouth, tell your friends. It can be spooky season at Christmas time. It can. All the time. Spooky365. Um, And then if you want to reach out to us, let us know films that you think we should cover and um, in the new year and stuff like that. We definitely take listener requests and we get around to where we slowly work our way through that list. Mm -hmm. Um, So please reach out to us and let us know um, on our one social media platform, which is Instagram. And that is at at boobays and podcast. And that's at B-O-O-B-A-E-S because we're your boobays at your boobabes. That's right. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that's all we have. I'm sorry for sounding so sleepy today. Oh. I feel very sleepy. You've had a long weekend. I have. I had yeah. to move, y'all. I don't think you For those of sleepy. you who don't know, this podcast is about to become cross city. Mm-hmm. Across yeah. multiple cities. My because Bube has moved to a whole different city. I'm moving. To Antarctica. Antarctica, that's right. Yeah. Yep. So, transcontinental. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I had to move this weekend. So, apologies if I sounded extra sleepy today. I think you sounded just fine. Okay. Um, but, yeah, as always, and until next time. Until next time, you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye, bees. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.